everyone and welcome back to another episode of the life of a fashion student podcast with me your host christina eng i've just recently come back from a week-long trip with my cousins to nevada and arizona so i'm feeling very refreshed and ready to get back into work because i've just been procrastinating this entire spring break and last week was actually my first week back to school Arizona was such a scenic trip and it honestly is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in the U.S. I mean, the weather, the canyons, and all of the beautiful scenery just made me want to live there. And it's just what I needed to start off the year. But anyway, yeah, I've come back super refreshed from that trip and since coming back, I gave myself a day or two to fully recover and just be a full couch potato before getting back into full work mode, which is kind of where I'm at now, especially since school has started and, you know, my internship has restarted again, with still with the CFDA, but we took a little break um, for one week during my spring break just to, like, reset everything and now I'm working for them again in the spring semester. Honestly, it was really hard for me to disconnect from work when I was away uh, for that week in Arizona and Nevada. I even um, took off that entire week from my internship so that I could be like fully present when I was traveling with my cousins and stuff. But I I found myself checking and responding to emails all the time, even when we were in the car. It was mostly on my downtime, of course, but you know, I guess once a workaholic, always a workaholic. But seriously though, I think the first couple of days it was still hard for me to like separate myself from working because I wasn't used to it at all. But then towards the middle and end of the trip, I didn't even feel like working anymore because I was having so much fun just being present and spending time with my cousins. But I mean, every now and then when we had downtime or we weren't doing anything, I definitely would respond to an email or two because I was like, this couldn't hurt. So I'm pretty proud of myself regarding the fact that I was able to separate myself from working. And honestly, even if I wanted to do work for the CFDA, I wasn't even getting any emails from them because they all knew that I was out of the office. And I I never take like any time off, obviously, because I'm an intern. So I think that when I requested the day, the week off, they were like super respectful of that and didn't even bother sending me anything. But yeah, that's what I've been up to these past two weeks. Um, last week, of course, me starting my first week of school. It's crazy that my last semester of college already started a week ago and I'm, you know, knee deep in that whole process. And it's so funny because I hadn't done any work at all this, you know, this past break on my thesis project, which we were supposed to be doing the entire break long. And I don't know about you guys, but y'all already know that my motivation to do school has literally dropped tenfold at this point and it doesn't even feel like I'm in school anymore because I'm not doing any school work. It also didn't help when Parsons announced that the first two weeks of school were going to be online. Um, Yeah, not that many people were happy about it, I'm not going to lie and you know don't let my classmates from Parsons hear this but I was pretty happy about it because any reason to get me out of school is enough for me. I sound like such a pessimist, but seriously, I just rather focus on, you know, my internship and my freelance work and honestly this podcast. So I just can't wait till I finish school and I'm just able to focus on, you know, doing my work, my full-time job, whatever that may be, and also my personal projects. And I'm very much looking forward to taking you guys along on that journey as well. 
So that's a little update for all of you to know what's been going on in my life since I haven't spoken to you in a little bit. But I think with that, let's just get into today's podcast episode topic, which as you guys can see by the title, is about how to find your niche, particularly in fashion. And I get a lot of questions from time to time about how to determine what you're best at and how to find your respective place in fashion. And there is unfortunately no right or wrong answer to those questions, but I've definitely come a long way since I first started out in the industry and I've done a lot to try to help me find what my own niche is in the fashion world. I'm sure you've all heard the word niche thrown around a lot today, especially nowadays everyone's, you know, trying to find their niche and you're all probably wondering how it pertains to fashion and what does a niche mean um, in terms of the fashion industry. And when I talk about fashion niches, I'm talking about subsets and sectors within the industry where you personally find yourself. And these sectors can get really specific and as focused as you want it to be. But the whole point about finding a niche, whether it's, you know, in fashion or any other topic, you know, but the whole point about finding your niche in fashion and why we talk about, you know, establishing your own niche in the industry is because fashion is very and it's known to be very saturated and full of so many existing brands that are well established and notable in today's society so how you just starting out in fashion can establish yourself amongst you know the giants of the industry is what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast episode i want to talk a little bit about my own experience finding my niche in fashion and I'm not going to lie, it has changed for me a couple of times over the last couple of years. And even now it's been fluctuating a lot as I'm finding my interests, you know, shift in different areas of fashion, especially since I'm in my last year of school and I'm really trying to scope out what I'm interested in before I like commit to a full-time job and a career, you know, path. And it's perfectly okay for your interests to shift over time. The stuff that I was really passionate about and interested in a long time ago is not necessarily the same things that I'm passionate about today. In my very early on years, and I'm talking very early on, like, you know, in junior year of high school, um, all I ever wanted to do was to get involved in apparel design and specifically on the woman's wear end of things. My first job or, you know, rather internship was with a small brand in the city called Alex and Trixie. And even though I was just a general showroom intern at the time, because that's really the only position that I could manage to get with someone with no experience, I still managed to rub elbows with, you know, the senior designer that worked there at the same time. And that's how I learned a lot about design early on. And that's my little pro tip for you guys and something that I don't talk about on here often, but... Let's say you're hired for one position, but you have interest in something else. It doesn't hurt to rub elbows with that other person who's doing the job you're interested in and asking them all kinds of questions and befriending them and really getting to know what they do on a day-to-day basis. And I wouldn't personally say at the time that I befriended the senior designer, like right off the bat, because let's be real, I was super shy back then and not as confident and outgoing as I am now, but... The more work that I did and assisted the senior designer with, the more she trusted me and saw how badly I wanted to be in fashion, and we started to grow a deeper bond and relationship. It's not about friending someone or acting all nice towards someone because you want to, you know, get something out of them. It's about genuinely showing them how determined and dedicated you are to your passion, and naturally they'll just take notice of you and reach out to you on how they can help you. 
that's one of the biggest things I learned from one of my first experiences because this senior designer was, you know, she was not the nicest person and not the sweetest person to everyone who worked there. She was super hardcore and someone of her position, she knew how how high up she was. So she kind of treated all the other interns, you know, a little bit in a lower way. But when it came to me, we had this really great bond and I really think it's because she would recognize how hardworking I was, even though I was super young and just starting early out in my career. I would even like sometimes stay late, late nights to help. You know, I wasn't getting paid at that time. So I would to stay, to come really early and stay those late nights to help her out with tasks really reminded her of how hardworking I was. And, you know, I wasn't obligated to do any of that. So definitely putting your best foot forward. And I'm not saying, you know, I have a whole, my whole opinion on, you know, unpaid work and free labor, but at that point I was still very young and didn't understand any of those things. So now looking back at it, I definitely wouldn't advise any of you to put in more hours in an unpaid workspace, but at the time, you know, it, it was worth it. So if that's all that you can do, then I, you know, I suggest really just putting in your best effort and showing people how hardworking you are. But yeah, getting back to what I was saying, through her and that first internship, I kind of solidified my love for design and I figured, okay, cool, this is something that seems interesting and I want to learn more about, so that's exactly what I did. I think a key point in finding your niche, which is something I did very early on, was to cater my experiences towards, you know, my current interests. And I'm still very much taking that advice on to this very day. You know, once I find an area of fashion that I'm super interested in, I don't let it out of my grasp and I just constantly search for more opportunities to let me experience it in a working scenario. And I do believe that taking all these steps are always good steps to take leading up to you graduating and finding a full-time job after college because, you know, again, once you commit yourself to a full-time job, obviously you can kind of change it, but you want to have like the steady career path. So being able to test things and seeing what you like before you graduate and find that full-time job is going to help you just have a, you know, more more smoother career path. Because so many people after they graduate are so confused and they're asking themselves like, okay, well, what do I do now? And it would just make your life so much easier if while you were in college, you were vetting out all the things that you liked and disliked about fashion to determine where you are when it comes to finding your first real job in the industry. But yeah, just to fast track a little bit forward, I continued on the design path for a while and then I slowly hit a wall with it and and then I moved on to something else that I was interested in, which was PR, public relations. And, you know, I'm making it seem really simplified right now, like this happened and then this happened for the sake of the episode, but obviously this wasn't as easy as a process as as I'm making it out to be. There were a lot of like restless nights and a lot of life crises that I was having while rethinking my path down design because from the beginning, I always pictured myself being being in the industry as a designer And when you kind of dream and grow up thinking you're going to be one thing and all that changes, you do tend to, you know, panic a little bit and start to think, like, where did I mess up? But I digress. The reason I even found an interest in PR at at all was because during my earlier experiences in fashion, I also got an inside scoop into what the PR teams were doing in respect to the companies that I worked for at the time. And I also started getting super interested in growing on Instagram and creating content on that platform. So I slowly geared my interest into finding PR opportunities. And that leads me to my first internship as a public relations intern with a firm called Conti. 
I really loved it there and had such an amazing experience, but I kind of learned along the way that PR wasn't for me. And again, this is just super important to showing you guys like how significant it is to vet things out in the industry before you fully commit to it. And, you know, PR was fun and it was thrilling and it always kept me on my toes. But one of the biggest things I learned through working PR was that there wasn't a lot of work-life balance. And, I mean, that can be said about a lot of the jobs in fashion because, let's face it, fashion people are never not working. But it's especially true with work in PR because you're always on your phone, on social media, you know, keeping track of influencer gifting, who's posting, all the latest fashion news. And it was just so much to wrap my head around and I felt like I had no break whatsoever, which was not great at all for my mental health. So all in all, PR just wasn't for me. And I'm actually, of course, glad that I got to try it out as an internship because I can't imagine it, you know, being my full-time job and me just being on call for 24 hours a day with no break. I would literally go insane and not have a life. So... Don't get me wrong though, I love my experience because it was super fast paced and you kind of had to know who's who and what's what. So I did learn a lot from just like a couple of months working with Conti and I made a great amount of connections. So would not take it back for sure. A lot of you guys know after my journey in the PR niche, I kind of fell back into fashion design again when I worked for Abercrombie and Fitch over the summer. And actually, never mind, I take that back. I wouldn't actually say that I became passionate about design again. I kind of just took on that internship because it was a really good opportunity. And I thought I owed it to myself to, you know, go back into my roots and see if I could fall back in love with it. And I was right. It was a good experience. But one thing was definitely sure that, you know, it solidified my decision to not pursue design anymore. The ANF internship I had this past summer actually was like the final breaking point for me where I was like, yeah, Christina, design is just not for you, which is also a huge part of why I declined the job offer at ANF after the internship. And it's not because I didn't enjoy the internship or the company, you know, because that couldn't be farther from the truth because I, you know, legitimately had the best time of my life out there. But it was more like I didn't see myself enjoying the work I was doing there And it was honestly sort of monotonous and I became less and less inspired to design or create anything. And yes, sure, part of it may have been due to the fact that it was my first time doing corporate-focused design, but all in all, I just kind of gave up on trying to force myself to like designing clothing. And I know it's kind of like sad because in the very beginning, I was all about design and now I'm just like, I've had enough of it. But the truth is like, if you're just forcing yourself to like something and be passionate about something then you're never truly going to be happy so I am happy that I've distanced myself and accepted that where I was in the beginning is not where I am now and speaking of all of that that leads me to where I'm at now which I never expected myself to be in um working with CFDA in education and sustainability and you guys all know the story on how I landed first working with the CFDA It was a job posting that I stumbled upon and, you know, I found it exciting and interesting, so I applied to it. I hit it off with my now boss and supervisor and just interned with them for a year. When I started working with Conti, that's when I took that break to work on PR. Uh, I took a break from CFDA, but then ultimately I am back working with CFDA, you know, right now, and I'm the happiest I've ever been which leads me to believe that I'm slowly going down the right path for me and I definitely owe it to myself to continue to see where it can lead. 
But that's sort of the niche that I'm in now and the one that I've chose for myself um, because I really love it and I think I can do a lot of good work in this sector of fashion. And it's not to say that this is where I see myself going for the rest of my career in fashion. I could I could just as easily stumble upon something else and find a completely new passion to pursue down the line. But right now, this is what my main interest and focus is in and I am super happy with it. But yeah, that's a little, well, long rundown of my journey of how I came to like finding each of my different niches in the industry. I also think that there's something to be said about what I'm doing in this podcast and that being, you know, its own little niche. Like, you know, I have my education and sustainability side, which is like my more professional niche and my professional life in fashion. And I feel like what I'm doing on this podcast, you know, giving advice on internships and career is another of my own personal personal niche that I'm exploring through, you know, this podcast. So it's definitely a little bit of both. And I guess you could say that I have two main niches that I'm focusing on. And sometimes it's perfectly valid to just stumble upon a niche that you didn't expect to be doing at all. I think that could be said about both what I'm doing with CFDA and what I'm doing on this podcast because neither are areas that I expected myself to be working on, but here I am loving doing these two things. Now I want to help you guys get to that point in your lives where you're somewhat confident about what niche you want to go down in your careers. You know, whether you're just a student starting out or you've already had some experiences in fashion, I think the stuff that I'm going to share is viable information for anyone in their path. And it's not to say I'm an expert on the matter because I'm not, but it's just stuff that has really worked out for me throughout my journey and I hope it does for all of you as well. I think the first and foremost important thing to do is to identify your passions and skills. You'll hear this being the first thing that anyone ever brings up when it comes to talking about niches and that's because it's the core of whatever niche you decide to fit yourself in. And obviously it doesn't make sense to find yourself in a niche that you're not, you know, actually interested in. In many cases you'll find that your skills and what you're good at is just as important about what you're passionate about. But sometimes you'll find that the two don't always go together. You can be interested in something and not necessarily have the skills to be successful and vice versa. So it's important to keep that in mind when determining something that you're, you know, both interested in and also have the skills to do because that's gonna, you know, make you really conquer your chosen area. When it comes to skills, some stuff you want to think about are what do people regularly tell you you're good at? What's your training or education in? And what special skills or knowledge have you developed through your past and present work? Next, once you've established those passions and skills, Figure out if those things can be translated into a position or role in fashion. And this is a really important step because sometimes people don't realize how many different roles and paths there actually are in the industry. Sometimes some of the most niche things that you're interested in can actually be real jobs that fully function in the industry. And you just don't know about it because you either haven't heard about it or have never seen anyone work in that position before. It's when a lot of people first got into content creating but didn't think it would be a valid career path and now you have so many successful influencers and content creators who do it for their full-time jobs. Even if you can't find positions or roles that are already out there that follow what you're interested in, you could very much look into people who are doing the stuff that you're interested in because sometimes it's just nice to be able to talk to people who are like-minded and who have similar interests as you. 
But yeah, that's my biggest suggestion on how to go forward with your interests and passions if you're feeling a little bit stuck or lost. With that being said, something else that's important to think about is how you're going to approach your interests and passions in a way that's different from what's already out there. And I'll give you an example from my own experience. When I discovered my interest in podcasting and how I wanted to bring conversations of fashion to the space, I was fully aware that there was already a lot of saturation in the you know fashion podcast landscape. Um, but I did competitive research before starting my podcast venture and found that there were already a lot of fashion podcasts out there. But a big thing I felt that they were lacking was, you know, and also one of the main reasons why I decided to start my own podcast in the first place was because I felt like there wasn't anything readily available for students and, you know, fashion practitioners just starting out in the industry and not to mention from a student's perspective as well. That's where I felt like my podcast could stand out amongst everyone else's and be really strong in. And that's why I feel like my podcast has found so much success in reaching those audiences that have been looking for a resource like this for so long, but have never quite found it yet. And the last thing that I want to cover in today's podcast episode is once you've managed to do all of the above, that's when you should start looking for viable opportunities to help you become successful in that space of your choice. I've mentioned this time and time again, but it's so important to take the steps and be proactive when it comes to your own success. So that means not depending on people to do the work for you and depending on others to get you where you want to be. Taking your own initiative to do the research and look into whatever opportunities or experiences that will get you closer to your end goal. For me, I despise it the most when people come to me asking for recommendations for like work stuff and experiences. And it's not because I don't want to help them, but it's especially annoying when you know that they haven't even tried to look for it on their own ends and, you know, they want me to do the work for finding it for them because you shouldn't have to or even want to rely on anybody for those kinds of things because you'll feel like you're indebted to them. At least that's how I feel. But that's what my parents have always told me and raised me to believe since I was young. But yeah, I digress. Overall, I think it's really important to do your own research on what kinds of opportunities out there, you know, will lend you a hand in whatever area you want to be successful in, especially since you know what you want out of an opportunity and so you're going to know what to look for and better than anyone else can help you with. But with all that being said, that's actually going to be the end of this week's episode As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. I love you guys so much and see you soon on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.